Man, there are some really good singers who bring us back from the break. Tim Stout says, "Who? you guys got a house band? Tim from the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, weekday mornings at 10 a.m., TV guy, newspaper, everything. The Elvis Presley of radio uh, in Lansing. The Magic Johnson of the mic. Hey, Tim, we got some good news. Marty Boer told me. Uh, from the Michigan Sports Network, that the game 7.30 a.m. is now carrying the huge show live once again, weekdays, 3 until 6 in Lansing. That's awesome. Well, they came to us just before the radio show Monday morning. And deliver- when I walk in there, you know, in the world we live in today, especially in broadcasting from one day to the next, you never know what what goes on. So they came in and gave us the news before we went on there Monday. And I said, well, I'm on the show this afternoon. They said, well, don't say anything to them. Don't make any reference to it at all because we haven't talked to them yet to let them know what we're going to do. But I thought it makes perfect sense. It'll help us a great deal. I drove in at three o'clock to TV to tune in to see how the join was going to sound. I agree with the Alliance 21 to 17 over Denver. I'd rather be the Magic Johnson of basketball, to be perfectly honest with you, if I was going to be the Magic of anything. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, welcome back, Cotter. I, I thought sooner or later, somehow, someday, some way, it would work uh, to have you know this program, which is you know is, is gone statewide, like you say, it's the only syndicated show of its type. And I think deservedly so for a variety of different reasons. Other than me, you get a lot of very good guests on. I learn a lot, frankly. But when I learned a lot, I was done for the day because I would drive home from TV at 630 and pick it up there. And I thought what I just learned, I can't use anymore because my day's over. Now my day isn't completely over. So at uh, any rate, it's, I, I think it's great for our station. Believe me. I think we're, what, one of 19? Is that how many are on Yes, now? sir. Yeah, and I, I've always appreciated your support uh, from the first time I met you over uh, 20 years ago when we started uh, the Huge Network. I, I did want to bring you on, Aiden Childs. I think that's how you say his name. Number one QB right. in the portal. He will follow New Michigan State head football coach Jonathan Smith to the Spartans. That, this is a big day for MSU football really is. Well, they certainly hope he's going to give a more quarterback production than they had this last year with the three guys, all of whom left. I don't ever remember anything like that happening. I mean, it's a transfer portal world. There's no question about it. And you look at all these good quarterbacks in America who frankly have had their start elsewhere uh, and whether he's going to be that guy or not. I think one thing, Bill, he gives them that they have not had is more mobility at that position. I mean, I go down the, the road to Ann Arbor. I think one thing that is very underestimated at Michigan with McCarthy is his ability to run. He's made huge runs in his career. I just heard you say, what, they're 25-1 and one when he starts. And how many of those wins did they get with big play? You know, Corum and Edwards get all their publicity in the backfield as runners, but I think McCarthy is a huge uh, you know, weapon as a runner. I'll be interested to see in the Rose Bowl game with the rest that he's been getting, how much they plan to use him to run. Because I think it's in today's world, I think it's crucial for a quarterback. Aiden Childs uh, averaged about four and a half yards per carry in the time that he played in the nine games for Oregon State last fall. Now, you know, look, he was not their full-time quarterback, but he did get meaningful minutes. There must be some frayed 
feelings between those left at Oregon State on the staff and the staff that left for Michigan State because clearly that's a player you would want to keep but he went into the portal of the thought all along was because Michigan State needed a quarterback desperately that there would be an opening for him here so we'll see how this and he more than likely now of course is going to get spring practice which he would need here very much uh, from what I've seen I know it's uh, there's no games and no scoreboard yet or uh, tape to break down but you know, Jonathan Smith, considering the situation on many levels at Michigan State, Jonathan Smith was a great hire. Well, he hit the ground running. I mean, they, as you know, they played Penn State lost Friday night, Saturday afternoon. He was named. I mean, I think in today, that's another thing. In today's world, you don't have search committees that go well long after the bowl games and get to the February signing day. That was then. This is now signing day for high school recruits is December 20th. The portal is open at this time of the year, and it is till January 4th. They, you know, they've lost a lot of players here. They've lost more than two dozen players that's a lot of roster spots that are open that they need to fill and hopefully for their sake that they fill them with you know players that are going to provide more production than what they had in the last two years the five and seven and four and eight so there you know there's a ways to move up how all of this knits together for the opening game at home august 31st with florida atlantic remains to be seen but i maintain bill you know a lot of the key parts for a school like michigan state football when you're coming off two straight losing seasons a key part of the year is what what's the roster going to look like next season and how is it going to be better i don't remember in my time here where there is ever going to be a starting lineup of 22 players from one starting uh, first game to the next year's first game where you're going to see more new players than what you saw in the previous year in other words the 22 started against central michigan this last september how many of those 22 are going to be back for the first game in 2024 and i can only think of maybe one two or three at the very most of the rest of them will all be new it's like an expansion team except that you're not necessarily getting an expansion team's rejects you're getting guys that are moving on someplace else just because they want a different opportunity elsewhere and how much they how many good players they land between the portal now signing day december 20 to 22 signing day in february plus the portal all that time that's going to tell a lot as to what they will have for spring practice get get them ready for 2024 yeah i like smith uh, i hope to get him on the show soon <laughs> i've reached out to matt larson uh, looking forward to getting his he'll talking about michigan state hoops i I know, Tim, we talked earlier in this week. Uh, it's still early in the season. Izzo loves projects, but, man, I just don't see the pure scores outside of Walker, so we'll see how that uh, plays out. But Aiden Childs, the number one QB in the portal, for what that's worth, will follow Coach Jonathan Smith uh, to Michigan State. And, you know, he gets Minnesota's defensive coordinator, which could lead to recruits. And Minnesota has had a great defense under Rossi, so I – Again, I don't have a negative right now on Smith. We'll wait until we see it on the football field, but I like everything he's done. I'm interested in why Rossi would change from one Big Ten school. Where money. It had to be money, right? I would I would certainly think so. Does he know something about the issues at Minnesota? You know, they've struggled too. 
They're going into a bowl game, if you can call it that, at Detroit with a losing record against Bowling Green. Is something coming up after that that he's aware of or one way or the other? You know, I'm not, I I don't know, to your point, I'm sure money's involved. I don't think any of these assistant coaches are going to come cheap. They weren't cheap for Mel Tucker. And I have not seen publicly where all of this has been signed, sealed, and delivered yet because that's got to go through the board. Then it becomes public. But these guys won't come cheap. So I will be interested to see what did Rossi get at Minnesota compared to what he's getting now? And furthermore, the number one question he had, why did you leave a, you know, an established Big Ten school where you were a coordinator to go to another Big Ten school and so on and so forth? And you have to believe, you know, Bill, that you know, Smith, he's been around. He's 44 years old. I mean, these coaches all get to know each other and who they like and so forth. And I think when uh, the defensive coordinator at Oregon State ended up getting promoted there, so that removes him from consideration to come to Michigan State which the offensive coordinator was able to do that opened up a coordinator's job. And so this guy was the guy that they went after. And, and like you say, well, you know, believe me, there's, there's room for improvement on every side of the ball, as you know, whatever anybody contributes in here with all these new players, there's room for improvement. There is, it'll be interesting. Uh, And also we'll wait on Izzo and see what they do. And I, I think let him get through this Christmas break with some winnable games. Baylor will be tough, but uh, see where they go from there. Uh, you, you know, Izzo Absolutely. can't shoot. Yeah, I was telling some Michigan State fans uh, last night at dinner, Bill Cutler and Jerry and Joe Preston, I said, you know, Izzo's a miracle worker and has been with weaker teams and found a way to make them great. But if you don't have scores, it is tough to consistently win in basketball. Well, I think you're going to get a great read on this against Baylor. I mean, you know, when you look around a country, Bill, I don't see one dominant team anywhere. I mean, there's only six undefeated teams left out of 350, whatever the number is in Division One. There's only six left. And State's played a couple of them, okay? Along the way, they have played a couple of these undefeated teams, and Baylor's going to be next. Now, I don't know what motivation Baylor has for this game, but if it does have motivation, you're going to get a good read, I think, on where Michigan State is. I think they play a trap game Monday night against Oakland. They've beaten them 25 straight times, but Oakland's got some credibility. They wanted Xavier. They nearly beat Ohio State on the road. I think that would be a game state win or lose against Baylor. is going to have to pay attention to then to your point, you get Indiana State and Stony Brook, and Penn State is in the Breslin Center on January 4th to resume Big Ten play. And if you've seen Penn State, you would think that's a game Michigan State would automatically win. They have not been 4-5 and five in 20 years. They're four and five now. It was two thousand three when they last went four and five. And if they lose to Baylor, of course you gotta go farther back even than that. So it's been, you know, a unique, a different, disappointing, frustrating start. But if they beat Baylor, Bill, it'll be amazing how that might turn around some of their momentum and certainly some of their confidence to be sure we'll see. Confidence is something that defines everything Tim Stout does. Stout on sports on the radio, weekday mornings at ten AM on the game, 7.30 a.m. And the huge show is back live weekdays 3 until 6 in the Lansing area. The celebration up and down 96 was beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye when I looked at the M.Dot camera. Thank you to everybody in Lansing. Timmy, like I said, I've always appreciated your support. You're a great man on and off air. And if we don't talk before the holidays, enjoy Christmas, okay? Same with you, Bill. Anytime. Welcome back, Cutter. Good to have you, boy. We just got better for that, and I appreciate all the thoughts. So we'll talk to you soon.